All right, folks, I am joined by Jess from Locked on Flames, and it's time to talk about our teams. You know, both of our teams made a lot of offseason moves this offseason. We both have very different looking teams than what we did when we last saw them. So, you know, first off, uh, what are some of your moves and your upgrades that you had this offseason that stand out to you? Yeah, so obviously uh, the first one was, I mean, I guess technically Eric Goodbranson uh, signing with Columbus in uh, free agency. And then a few short hours later, Johnny Gaudreau was announced to Columbus. And that was that was a tough pill to swallow, especially uh, when we learned a few days later that him and his wife were still considering Calgary. Um really up until the 11th hour. And I was just so sad about that. And I'm still so sad about that. Um, Mainly because Gaudreau is just a fantastic person and his family is wonderful. And um, his wife is Meredith is um, a NICU nurse. So she works Mm -hmm. with all the little sick babies and um, that, that, that hits close to home for me. So like, I'm just, attached to them but you know and obviously like the hockey side of things losing 150 115 point player uh does not exactly bode well when you're starting your off season oh yeah yeah you know it it just puts a little damper on things and then um so obviously he walks for nothing and then matthew kachuk comes out and says Calgary's just not in my long-term picture. And then he's traded. Friday night, I get a notification. Actually, no, that's a lie. I was in bed because I was like, I'm tired. It's been a long week. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember this. Pumping out content. And I was like, I just, I need a break. So I go to bed playing Animal Crossing. I fall asleep. My boyfriend comes running down the hall and he goes, Matthew Kachuk for Huberto and Uyghur and and a prospect. And I was like, can you slow down for like two seconds? I need to process what you just said. So, mm-hmm. you know, obviously Matthew could chuck out Hubie and Wegar in and then free agency rolls on. And pretty much everyone had assumed that uh, Kadri had signed with the Islanders. And that wasn't the case. It was in fact, he was a free agent for quite a while and longer than I, expected i think longer than anyone expected to be honest right which is why everyone thought that he had gone to the islanders because the islanders they didn't say a peep all summer and that's just lou lamorello's way and um so he signs with calgary and then sean monahan (sighs) sean monahan he has had uh, an unfortunate decline in his career at a very mm-hmm. young age, uh, just basically due to injury. And he was shipped off the very same day to uh, Montreal. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I would definitely consider Kadri an upgrade from Sean Monaghan <laughs> and really yeah. any of the centers uh, that were kind of floating in that, third and fourth line arena but uh you know the the flame center depth really Mm -hmm. 
got stronger in terms of really Elias Lindholm being a fantastic player. And then, you know, Kadri, assuming he's on the second line and then um, Mikel Backlund. Mm -hmm. And then of course, uh, possibly Kevin Rooney, or it could be one of the AHL players, but it's, it was a tough pill to swallow like so much change in such a short period of time after losing in five to your biggest rival. Uh, I think a lot of fans really didn't have a lot of time to kind of process anything. And then of course they're angry with Gaudreau. They're angry that Kachuk doesn't want to stay in Calgary. Why wouldn't you want to stay there? Um, Because in Florida you don't pay income tax and you don't have to worry about snow. Just in, yeah, just it's not deal. cold. Yeah, it's not cold. You don't need a snowplow. You don't need a heated driveway to melt the snow. But... Wait, heated driveways are things? Yeah, they're a thing. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I... I'm in Raleigh, so like snow is like uh, yeah. not a major thing for me. So actually, I learned something new. Heated driveways are a thing. Yeah, I didn't know this was a thing until uh, Connor McDavid was talking about how he has one. And suddenly, I realized that I needed one. I don't have one. I don't make enough money. I don't even know how you would install a heated driveway. I don't know either. I live in upstate New York. So it snows like six months out of the year here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's... um, The Flames are a very different team. I think that they are a more mature team. I think that they are a highly skilled team. And I think that their defense was something that needed strengthening. And I think it definitely took steps in the right direction. So, yeah. You know, and yeah, you mentioned, you know, the Flames being a. Oh, no. What happened? On here. Oh, no. What's going on? Well, that'll be a fun little blooper. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, the Hurricanes, you know, I see them being in the same boat as the Flames of being a team that is more mature than they were. The Hurricanes, they're getting more and more mature year after year. But one thing yeah, that you look at the roster now, Rod Burnamore mentioned it the other day uh, in the press conference post-training camp was that this is a very veteran-heavy team now. I was literally pulling up the roster because we're another team, a lot of turnover this offseason. So we got Ryan Dezingle coming back on a two-way deal. Uh, He'll be flopping back and forth between here and Chicago. I think he can maybe make opening night roster. Uh, I'm still a little unsure on that. Uh, but I think there's a shot he could, you know, maybe down there on that bottom line, especially with Max Pacioretty being out, kind of freeing up another roster spot there. You have Andre Kasha coming in, one that you know everyone forgets about that he's here now. I forget that he's here I now. He's my little I, underdog. A, exactly. I remember it was, I think, in my second season covering the team, I was talking with uh, JD from Locked On Ducks about a potential trade for that, and now he is here. So very belated on that, but yeah, he's a guy that you know I think you know, he's going to be very interesting to watch here as well. Uh, you also have 
again, Max Pacioretty coming in. We obviously won't see him until uh, late January, early February because he tore his Achilles. But he's a guy that a lot of folks are looking forward to seeing because of his offensive capabilities and the Hurricanes uh, struggling offensively in the postseason. Uh, I know a lot of folks, you know, were disappointed to see Nino Niederreiter leave in free agency. Right. Uh, same with uh, Vincent Trocek. You know, those were guys that people really liked, but ultimately didn't come to pass. Actually, at the Hurricanes 5K, uh, Don Waddell said that Trocek wasn't going to come back regardless. He did not want to be in Raleigh. He wanted to be in a bigger city. So drew a little bit of shade there, I guess you could say. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so evidently I knew he won't going to be back uh, for a while. But uh, Nino Niederreiter is a guy that uh, Waddell did say that he wants to try to get back at some point. A lot of folks love him. I remember at the t- uh, end of 2021 when the Hurricanes had like half the roster out with COVID, Nino was carrying the team. He's a phenomenal player. Where did he end up again? Nashville. Oh, that stayed that's- over. Uh, yeah, that's not okay. I completely uh, forgot. That yeah, I know. Uh, we also had Lane Pedersen come over uh, in the trade from San Jose, which we will talk more about here in a second. <laughs> you also have Paul Statsny being a late uh, free agent signing. Uh, a lot of folks, you know, saw that one as being one kind of as a, almost a knee jerk reaction to uh, Patch Reddy going out, but you know, they've said you know that's not the case, and yeah, you know, I. He definitely has his spot in the lineup. I'm predicting him to be on that slotting into that Niederreiter role there on the third mm-hmm. line uh, with Jordan Stahl and Jesper Foss. That's where I'm thinking he's going to be. That's where he was in the first preseason game. I think that's going to be a perfect spot for him there. I think he's going to do really, really well. And let's see. Now getting over into defensive side of things, the big one is Brent Burns coming over in the trade with San Jose. That was one, yeah, the Hurricanes, they've had a revolving door at the uh, right-handed defenseman uh, position ever since uh, the whole Dougie Hamilton thing happened, left in free agency. uh, And then Tony D'Angelo came in for a year. He did fine on the ice. He's gone now. He got traded to Philly, signed a deal there. And now it's Brent Burns. So, we're on yet another defenseman uh, there beside uh, stalwart Jacob Slavin, arguably the best defensive defenseman in the game. Uh, and I think uh, Brent Burns is going to have a heck of a season because one thing that uh, a lot of folks, you know, JD from Locked on Sharks mentioned, you know, he put up you know, 52, 54 points or whatever it was on a bad Sharks team uh, last year. And now he's going to be on a really good team. Uh, he's going to be paired with a great defenseman. And one where he can just do his thing. He doesn't have to go out there and do everything. He can just do his thing. And he's one that he could very well have a career year this year. He's right. going to be in a phenomenal system. Yes, he is 37 years old. That was something that, you know, at first, I was kind of like, oh, crap, you know, that this isn't going to be a good long term solution, but he takes good care of himself. He's not, you know, a typical 37 year old. Yeah. And I think that that's one thing to kind of fall back on because my initial reaction to that trade was, what 
is Carolina doing? But mm -hmm. then I remembered that, you know, he's still able to produce and be mm -hmm. a solid defenseman. But then also he's going to have a solid team around him. Like you said, mm -hmm. he's not going to have to, you know, wear as many hats as he did in um, San Jose, but he's also going to have a good goaltender there. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think that that's a solid addition and I, I do look forward to seeing how that works out. Yeah. It's very weird seeing him in hurricane stuff. Yeah. I think that's weird for everyone. It's weird going into the team store and seeing you know, the Brent Burns shirts and the jerseys and all that. It's very weird. Uh, I think it's going to take a lot of folks some time to get adjusted to. But yeah, he is one that is a massive upgrade at that position from what we had. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing what he can do. He's going to bring a lot of veteran leadership. You know, Same with all the other guys that we've already talked about with the team. Uh, you also have Dylan Coughlin coming over in that patch ready trade. Another guy that a lot of folks have forgotten about. He looked really, really good in the first preseason game alongside Jalen Chatfield. A guy that a lot of folks are predicting could very well make that opening night roster. And I think that was everyone. I, okay. We, we got everyone. I, I was afraid I was going to miss someone, but yeah, the hurricanes, yeah, they, they're a very veteran-heavy team now. And then also with Vincent Trocek now being in New York, Jesperi Kotniemi, he is going to be slotting into that second-line center role. That's the role that they had envisioned for him because, again, they probably knew Trocek wasn't going to be back whenever they signed him to that eight-year extension. And I'm looking forward to seeing how he can develop uh, in that role. I think, you know, with... You know, and it, more ice time and that expanded role. I think that's going to really help him. I've talked about it a lot, you know, since he's been here, that he's in a great place to succeed in terms of getting caught up in his development in his career. Because Montreal not necessarily the best at developing young guys, whereas the Hurricanes they are very very good in developing uh, young talent. So he's in a great spot. And I think he's really going to be able to do good things. You also have Seth Jarvis coming back yet again. Took the uh, Hurricanes fan base by storm last year. No one expected him to be on that roster. It was you know juniors or NHL for him last year. And he forced the team's hand. And he was fantastic. And he's another guy I expect a massive step forward. I also expect uh, Freddie Anderson to have another phenomenal season i expect him a bit of a revenge tour if he will uh <laughs> yeah. this year you know he uh was having a great year last year then he tours mcl there uh down the down the stretch and missed all the playoffs and you know ended up not being a vesna finalist i think he finished fourth uh so he's right on the outside but i think you know with the goaltending, yeah, you, know, you mentioned with Brent Burns of the team having you know, good goalies uh, to put um, to put out there for Brent Burns. I think one thing that they're going to have to do this year is balance the load a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Freddie is obviously the number one. It's not a one A one B type situation like it had been in the past. That's clear. 
but I think you do need to ease the workload a bit for Freddie so you don't have a situation like that. Give Ronta some more games. Uh, and, you know, yes, they're both kind of injury prone, uh, but you also do have Pyotr Kochekov there in Chicago. He was great whenever he came up in the regular season and in the playoffs. So it's not like you don't have goalies. Right. Yeah. You know, I think you need to be a bit smarter with Freddie because one thing that was a criticism I had when they made these signings was that you got two injury-prone goalies on the wrong side of 30. Yeah. You need to be smart with it. I was going to say, poor Ronta. I feel like every time he hit the ice, like he just he'd come back from injury and then two shifts or two periods into the game, he'd be out. Yeah. Because he would just it just it's one of those things that obviously like you don't ever root for a player to get injured but you truly root against a guy having just another injury and after another injury and I just I don't know I think Freddie Anderson uh made the right decision by not re-signing in Toronto and like I think that that was a no-brainer, and I also think it was smart for Toronto, and then I also think it was smart for Jack Campbell to kind of get out of there as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm interested to see how this whole system works together this year, especially with as much turnover that they had. Mm-hmm. I think the chemistry. I mean, obviously, like you build yeah. chemistry regardless but i think that the canes have been so special because they had that chemistry and mm-hmm. i feel like dougie hamilton even though this is what year two removed yeah from him i think that he was such an impactful voice in that room mm-hmm. that um you know who's gonna take the torch and carry on in dougie's honor yeah yeah, because Dougie, he was definitely a hard one to replace. And, you know, he's had his injury issues there in New Jersey uh, to start out with. But he's, again, like I said, it's been a revolving door uh, since he left. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Burns, I think he had three years left on his deal, if I remember correctly. I think um, so. But, you know, it's a long-ish term deal. But, again, it's still going to be something you got to uh, – find a solution for before too long and i think one thing that the hurricanes uh you know you talk about rebuilding that chemistry is they have a good culture in place it's not how it was five years ago or six years it's not like that it's not bill peters at the helm it's not uh ron francis as gm yeah flames fans get it with bill peters Mm -hmm. we yeah we know it's not pretty yeah, the yeah they have a good culture in base, and they have uh, the right guys in the locker room. The guys that you need to stay to keep that chemistry are still there. You still got Jordan Stahl. You still got Jacob Slavin, Jordan Martinuk, Sebastian Ajo, Andre Sveshnikov. You still got, uh, heck, Brady Shea and Brett Pesci. You know, they've been here. Uh, right. Brett Pesci especially has been here forever. And you, know, you still have all of those guys. And then, of course, Rod Brunamore as head coach and Tim Gleason as the assistant. Now you got the right guys in place. And now you also very veteran heavy lineup as well. So these guys know what it's about. And I think that's going to be really good for them. And 
before we talk about how our teams uh, upgraded and and if we feel you know these teams are better, two guys that I forgot to mention. They're on PTOs, but I do think they will get contracts of coming back is Calvin DeHaan and Derek Stepan as well. I do want to uh, mention those guys because I do think they will end up with contracts, even though Calvin DeHaan uh, did get salty with me on Twitter a few years ago. But uh, <laughs> but uh, before uh, we go into talking about uh, whether or not our team is better than they were, we do, of course, want to talk about uh, where you need to be placing your bets for this football season. And that is, of course, a bet online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your football betting info this season, whether you are a New England Patriots fan, a Carolina Panthers fan, or if you're dusting off your VHS tapes like Jess and being a Dallas Cowboys fan, you know, BetOnline is the place for you where you can find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in-depth articles, and analysis on every game you can find. We also had that big top 10 matchup between Clemson and the NC State Wolfpack coming up this weekend. You know I'm going to be watching that. And of course, as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, golf, wrestling, whatever. Bet Online is the place for you. So head over to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. I love going into the off season with all of these hypotheticals of how teams are going to be better or worse. But now we, October is just like two days away. Mm-hmm. And now we get to see were our predictions, right? Did the flames and canes get better or were things just, is it just trouble in paradise now? But I think, I think we can, it's safe to say that both teams are in a, good position i wouldn't you know i'm not gonna speak for you and say the canes are in a better position but i know that the flames have certainly obviously upgraded and one of the biggest things that the team has needed is to strengthen uh their center just down the middle they needed to do something to beef it up and signing cadre was like that was just like chef's kiss. I would never imagine I would be like as a Bruins fan, I never would have imagined that I would be happy to have Kadri signed with a team that I'm covering. But mm-hmm. things change. Okay, that also sounded like I was like I'm a racist Boston fan. That is not what I meant. Um, as a Bruins fan, I know what you mean. Like, I just oh my god. Um because just the beef with him and Jake DeBrusque and just the rivalry there. But I never thought that I would be so excited to be like this, this is the guy, because I also think it took time for him to come into his own as this kind of strengthened offensive presence. I don't think that that was there in Toronto and he was very lucky um, to get out of there. And yeah. find himself in a, in an organization that knew what they were doing. 
And obviously, you know, he won the cup. And I think that he's always had that winner mentality. And, you know, we do whatever it takes to win. And I'm so excited for that to come to Calgary because I think that they've always wanted to win, but they've just given us nothing in terms of energy, effort, passion. Like there was nothing there. It was very blah. Like it's like mac and cheese before you put the cheese in it. It's nothing. I get it. You're you're talking to a Hurricanes fan who's been around (laughs) for a very long time. Yeah. I, I get it uh, of a team that just seems like they did nothing at all to win no wasting yeah. careers. Uh, I get it. I a hundred percent get it. You know, I've talked about a lot uh, as of late, yeah, with the hurricanes going into their 25th anniversary season of, uh, you know, Cam Ward, you know, I had him in the uh, inaugural locked on hurricanes hall of fame, uh, you know, obviously he's has, you know, his prime, you know, he's really good. He obviously won the Colin Smythe uh, in his rookie season. And from like 2009 to 2012, I would probably consider his prime years. But, you know, you, he, they didn't build around him. Uh, you know, yeah, you had a few good players. You, know, you had Eric Stahl. You had Jordan Stahl. You had Jeff Skinner when he was still decent. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily so Bring much now. Yeah. Uh, whenever he still had promise, I should say. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he was constantly getting overplayed. Uh, you know, playing hurt. Never had a quality backup. Never had a good team in front of him. Like we were kind of talking about with Brent Burns having to do everything. Cam Ward was having to do everything, and you know, now. We both have teams where it's not falling onto one or two guys. And I think, you know, obviously as a franchise, they've upgraded. I think, you know, both teams in recent years of actually doing, making moves uh, to be competitive. Right. But yeah, the Flames, you know, obviously, you know, we're all talking about like when, uh, you know, when Gaudreau left, uh, when the, Kachuk, you know, obviously you know, he got traded, but you know when he was gone, he we're all. Said, I want nothing crap. to do with this city anymore. Yeah, it, it was very much just like, oh crap, you know, you know, it's hitting the fan, you know, up there. But then, you know, the moves that Calgary made, they definitely feel like they are a deeper and more well-rounded team this year. It doesn't feel like it's just falling to Goudreau and Kachuk. Like, yeah. it, the load is more spread out. It's not like, all right, you know, if we go and block, you know, and defend the, these two guys, yeah. all right, that's 90% of the job done. You know, that's not the case. And I feel that's very much the case with the Hurricanes as well. You know, they're very spread out and deep. It's not just one or two guys. You know, you got to watch out for everyone out there. And I think that's going to make these two teams very dangerous this year. I completely agree, and I've watched a lot of Hurricanes hockey because um, before I covered the Flames, I was religiously covering the Bruins, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, watching those two teams go at it, I was very surprised Um, at certain times, like, not even just, like, this past playoffs, I was honestly shocked that, like, the Bruins won a game, but um, I just, in years past, them going up against each other. I always felt like Carolina was missing something. Like it felt like 
90% of the pieces were there. And I felt like they just, they needed, I, I don't know specifically what, but I knew that they had to kick it up another level in order to take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. And I think that since 2019, since the 2019 Eastern Conference Finals, or Conference Final, yeah. um, it's been better. I think that the uh, that the Hurricanes have kind of shifted as a team, you know, with like I compare them to the Islanders, how the Islanders are making it to the Conference Final year after year after year. And we like, when were they going to the Stanley Cup? They were never, they mm -hmm. never got to it because they just fell off. Like there was no attempt at making the team better. Mm -hmm. They just said, okay, like we're old and we're not, we're just going to sign a bunch of old people. But with the Hurricanes, they were proactive and they, they knew that they had the talent. This, winning the Stanley Cup was a real possibility, still is. Yeah. How do we get there? They made the forward motion to get to work towards that goal. And I think that a lot of teams are just kind of okay with being mediocre because they just think like, well, you know, you don't have to be the best and flashiest team to win the Stanley Cup, but it, you still need talent to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't have to be the flashiest but you still have to have the talent there. You know, you, you uh, literally the perfect example of this on the Hurricanes is Jacob Slavin. Mm -hmm. He is not a flashy player at all. at all. And that's why he continuously gets, uh, quote unquote, underrated or disrespected uh, in terms of like uh, rankings or ratings or anything like that, because, you know, you're not seeing him you know go out there and you know put up a bunch of points you know he's you know right. going out there and shutting a guy down defensively he's so like yeah like you like you don't have to be the flashiest but you got to have that talent there and the hurricanes you know they've done that they have their young guys there they got sebastian aha andre sveshnikov tevo teravine and seth jarvis uh, now yes spirit company i mean uh, jacob slavin i mean the list goes on yeah. you know for these young guys and they put the right veteran guys around them. The big thing, you know, going back to that 2019 conference final, I think it was goaltending. That was a big thing. That and was, goaltending yeah. uh, in 2019 and in 2020, I think goaltending was very, very big there of why the Hurricanes weren't able to get past Boston either of those series. And obviously, you know, we saw it this year, you know, postseason offense just drying up entirely. Uh, you know, that's obviously a big problem as well. That's been a problem since 2019. Uh, and they did what, you know, they could to address that, but they upgraded their goaltending. And I remember it, I forget when it was last season, but uh, Steven Stamkos went on our color commentator trip, Tracy's podcast, you know, for an interview was talking about it. And he said, you know, this Hurricanes team, you know, right now, kind of reminds him of you know the Tampa Bay Lightning before they got over the hump it was just like they keep getting there and they get they couldn't get over that hump and like the talent is there and they can do it it's just getting it getting over the hump and I think you know from a guy like Stamkos I think that's great praise and mm -hmm. I'm I'm very much looking forward to see what the Hurricanes can do and like I said you know as well the Flames they made a lot of good moves. I think they're very much a very deep team this year and a team that could 
honestly is probably better than they were last year. You know, again, yeah, yeah you lo- you lost Johnny Gaudreau. That is a massive blow for sure. And Matthew Kachuk as well. But yeah. look at the guys you brought in. I think yeah, they're, they're, they're a deeper team. I think that that could carry them longer in the postseason. Yeah. And, you know, you talked about uh, the, the hump, the metaphorical mm-hmm. hump that all these teams have to, you know, get over. And I think of the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah. The reigning Stanley Cup champions. And how every year, you know, okay, Colorado's coming out of the West. Colorado's going to – it's their year. It's finally their year. And, yeah, there were probably years where they should have won the Cup. And they just – they couldn't do it. And the scary thing about Colorado is how deep of a team they are. You yeah. could put any line – like. I remember at one point in the season, they had, I think, like, their first line was out or basically, like, pieces of their top six. And I was like, okay, like, this, looking at this roster, it's, they're still going to light the flames up because it's just, that's, that's the thing. When you spend time building a team, not only are you building your NHL roster and, getting them ready to win, but you're also building your farm system and mm-hmm. your little baby prospects, your little baby hurricanes, your baby flames and everything else out there. And it's just, it's nice watching it come together, especially, you know, like you've been covering the team for a long time. You're a lifetime, like Carolina hurricanes fan. So you've, you've seen it grow. You've watched mm-hmm. the progress and the time for the reward is coming. It's coming. You just have to get yeah. over the hump. Yeah, I mean, I was nine when they won the Stanley Cup. I mean, I I watched it like on one of those old fat back TVs. I was just like, going to say there was no flat screen TV. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was 2006 then. Uh, and like, I'm ready to be rewarded again. I dealt with a decade of pain. Uh, right. But, you know, they, they are, you know, very, they're, they're a dangerous team. They are a deep team. You know, we talk about, uh, you know, the team that will be there opening night. But you know the farm system. The Hurricanes have a great farm system. I mentioned earlier that they're great at developing young talent. And you know, you talk with uh, Sarah Avampada from Canes yeah. Country and former uh, Locked On host. Uh, you know she covers the Wolves. She sees you know how good these prospects are. I mentioned Pyotr Kachekov and goal earlier. We got Jack Jury, who people are having as a lock to make the opening night roster. Uh, Jalen Chatfield as well. Stefan Nazan. Ryan Dezingle, he's on a two-way deal. Uh, so we'll be seeing him down there in Chicago. Uh, he's a veteran presence can, that can help, you know, those guys. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, Calvin DeHaan, uh, Derek Stepan, I think those guys uh, could be looking at two-way deals if that's something they'd be willing to do. And, you know, that's just the tip of the iceberg as well. I, did I mention Jalen Chatfield? I don't remember if I did, but he's phenomenal. I think he could really uh, get something uh for him in the future because he was phenomenal for the hurricanes last year in the time we saw him in the NHL, he was a monster in the AHL and Ryan Suzuki as well. I know he's uh, dealing with some injury stuff, but he's another guy with a lot of potential and the hurricanes, they have a very deep team and deep farm system. I'm that's going to be what carries them. And it's going to be very, very fun to watch uh, this season. And, you know, we talk about, you know, how these teams have 
gotten better and whatnot. Talk about, you know, these old teams that, you know, got over the hump, you know, the lightning, the avalanche. Another one we failed to mention was the capitals. Uh, they eventually got over it. Yeah. Uh, you know, these teams that got over it, you know, predictions, expectations, you know, for our teams, uh, do we think that our teams can get over the hump this year? Jess, what are you predicting from the flames this year? I think it's going to be another successful year. Um, you know, I don't expect them to go out there and go 82 and O, but I do expect a lot of wins. I expect just a strong performance. I think that this team has something to prove and whether that is just kind of something uh, to kind of, you know, stick it to Gaudreau and Kachuk and say, you know, you lost out. This is this is what you could have had. Uh, like the or, Nationals did to Bryce Harper that one year. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and just kind of, you know, prove it to themselves that they can win. Because I look at this team and I just, I look, I see so many players that deserve to win or deserve recognition, league-wide recognition, or to be a household name. I think Mangiapane is going to score north of 30 goals again. I think that Huberto will be another uh, Hart candidate, Hart Trophy candidate. Mm -hmm. Mackenzie Weger is going to, God, please sign that extension and have a great year. And I I think that him and Chris Tanev are going to work together and be wonderful and just shut down everything that comes their way. Mm -hmm. uh, Jacob Markstrom, Daryl Sutter, if this podcast lands on your lap, I hope you're listening right now at this very minute. Jacob Markstrom needs his rest. Dan Vladar is having an excellent preseason. Please let him rest against teams like Arizona, Chicago, even Winnipeg. As the season rolls on, we don't need a tired, burnt-out Jacob Markstrom for the playoffs. Do I think they'll win the division? Possibly. I think that that is a strong possibility. Uh, I had them in third before the Kachuk trade. And I would say now that they are a strong contender for first or second. I think, yeah. um, you know, the Oilers are right there again and kind of applying pressure. And I think that this Flames team will do fantastic under pressure. You know, Daryl Sutter is already in mid-season form with his mm -hmm. media presence. And I his know. Quote. I listened to um, a, a pre his press conference today or media availability. And I was like, if this man ever spoke to me, I, I don't think I would ever recover because he's not being mean to the reporter, yeah. obviously, but just his delivery. Like I would simply never speak again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that this team is built for something something big and i just god i hope i just hope they do something good i want to see them get to at least the conference final yeah uh so i'll give quick flame predictions but first yes. uh rod it, what she said about jacob markstrom you do the same for freddie <laughs> right uh, I, will, I will clip this and send it to your emails i don't have them i'll make one up but <laughs> but but yeah, uh, so with the Flames, you know, I think I'm going to pick them to win the Pacific. 
Uh, I think you know, it'll come down between them and Edmonton. Uh, but I think what will carry Calgary over is the fact that they have a deeper team than Edmonton. Edmonton, it very much relies on a handful of guys. Calgary, yeah, you're going to have your you know, guys that are you know the stars. You're going to have Nazem Kadri. You're going to have Jonathan Huberto. You're, you're going to have those guys, of course, but it's a deeper all-around team, and I think that's what's going to carry them and get them uh, that division title. And I honestly think, I do think that they very much can make the conference final. I really, really do. And again, going back to that depth, that is what carries the team uh, you know, in the playoffs, regardless of the sport, whether it's hockey, basketball, football, you know, whatever. You, know, you look at you know, the Dallas Cowboys as of late. You know, they're very much you know, a few uh, players, you know, and you know, they get knocked out in the first or second round. Do you have like the, the New England Patriots? Like, yeah, they are. They're not what they were, but you look at how deep those teams were. They won six Super Bowls for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. Surprised you no, didn't have anything to say on that, but uh, yeah. well, no. I mean, I grew up in New England. I yeah, I know. always enjoyed the Super Bowl parties. So, yeah. like, you know, you get free food as a kid, and you're like, woohoo, go Patriots! But like, I, <sighs> I can't yeah. It's not going to happen this year, though. But go listen to Locked On Patriots and Locked On Cowboys for that stuff. Yeah, because now that. we're going to be uh, getting back to <laughs> hockey. But again, That's I think, uh, you know, yeah, uh, Flames are winning Pacific. They can very much make a run to the conference final. Getting over Colorado will be a very tough task. So I'm not too keen on you know, putting them that far, though. I, I do think a conference final run is very much in the possibility. But for the Hurricanes, uh, I think you know, it's going to come down between them and the Rangers uh, for the division again, just like last year. I think it'll be a fight till the very end, just like last year, because these are two very good teams. But I do think that the Hurricanes' uh, depth and veteran presence will take them over the hump, and they'll have three straight division titles, which is you know unheard of. You know, tell a Hurricanes fan that you know six years ago, that's insane. Yeah. 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 You're you're getting laughed at and thrown out of wherever you are. But I do think they can very much do that. And I think, you know, the it playoffs will be interesting. Uh, and I think if the offense can show up, yeah. they can make a run. They uh, the predictions that people have in you know, this team making it to the uh, Stanley Cup final and potentially winning it, I do think are very much in the cards if the offense shows up. If the offense does not show up, it's going to be a repeat of the past few years of you have know, second round exits. I think they're too good to get bounced in the first round, mm -hmm. but yeah, it, it's. If the offense doesn't show up, it's a second-round exit again. Uh, if it does show up, and these guys that you're paying to do this stuff, if Sebastian <laughs> Aho, Seth Jarvis, Andre Sveshkov, he'll be back, but Max at that point, Max Pacioretty, Brent Burns, okay. if uh, Jesperi Kotniemi, yeah, he's going to be a second-line center this year. If these guys are showing up offensively, putting the puck in the back of the net, they can make a very, very deep run. And I think Brent Burns has a Norris caliber season this year. Ooh. 
I think uh, Jacob Slavin, he's finally going to get some recognition. I think uh, Sebastian Ajo cracks 40 goals. Finally, he's been knocking on that door the past couple years, but kind of like the COVID-shortened seasons uh, hurt him there. Uh, I think Svetch, uh definitely breaks 30 again. Uh, I think he could knock on the door of 40, maybe pushing it a little bit, but... I think uh, Freddie Anderson, another Vesna caliber season as well. I hope so. I, I do as well. Uh, I think both of our coaches will definitely be in the Jack Adams conversation 100%. as well. Yeah, these oh. are the uh, Sutter won last year, correct? He did. Yeah, I mean, you got the last two Jack Adams winners uh, here, and I yeah. think these are they're gonna uh, those are gonna be the two guys uh, in the conversation, and also. Uh, I think the Hurricanes are going to kick the Capitals' butt in the stadium series. I had to censor that and keep it rated G. But yeah, we keep it kid friendly around here and ad- and ad friendly. Yes, uh, but yeah, I think yeah. We quick tangent. Yeah, we talk about yeah the Bruins. Uh, yeah, and how that used to be. Yeah, the Capitals are very much in that same boat of yeah, kind of the very old team that's still kind of hanging on by a thread. Uh, hurricanes have very much red. Exactly. Ruins. I'm sorry. I, I love them to pieces, but it, it's time. Yeah. Uh, and I think the Capitals same boat. Uh, I think the hurricanes are really going to be beating up on them there at Carter Finley. It's going to be beautiful. I can't wait for it. Uh, <laughs> hopefully I don't have to sell a kidney to go. Yeah, that would, that would be bad. <laughs> yeah. Very but, bad. Yeah. Uh, but Jess, uh, thank you very much for this uh, crossover. I had a heck of a lot of fun. As we said before recording, hard to believe this is actually our first crossover. I know. We've both been doing this for three, four seasons. Yeah, I'm heading into my fourth. Yeah, same. I came in like right before the pause. So like, I guess four, I don't know, mm-hmm. three and a half. But um, Yeah, you know, um, hard to believe it. This is the first crossover and it's not like, either of us jumped in super late to this thing but uh thank you for having me thank you for being part of my show as well uh, yeah of course greatly appreciate it and uh go listen to lockdown hurricanes and um be nice i mean i, I don't really have like mean viewers or anything but just leave yeah, a five-star yeah. review um, Please, I am very much trying to get my reviews up, get those uh, early days of the show reviews out of there uh, when we were all like super inexperienced and didn't know what we were doing. Got to get those reviews out of there. But of course, uh, Hurricanes fans, uh, go follow Jess. Uh, go listen to Locked on Flames. I know a lot of you guys like the Flames. Go listen to her show. We she have provides cool phenomenal too. insight. Uh, you do have uh, great jerseys. Um, and maybe not the best though. I still, I'm still partial to Arizona on that one. That's fair. That is fair. I'll give, but, I'll give you that. But obviously, guys, go follow myself at Jared Ellis underscore ninety six. You can see it right there on that uh, lovely. Uh, you guys get what I'm doing. Uh, the lovely little overlay there. Go follow myself uh, on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore ninety six. Go follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. And Jess, where can everyone find you? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. And that is on the screen as well. 
And of course, you can follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Flames Pod. I don't have time to run the show's Instagram. I used to. Now I don't. But maybe someday I'll revive it. It's, yeah, I yeah. Yeah, I definitely try to make time for it, but I feel you on that one. But guys, have a great rest of your evening, and we will talk to you guys in the next episodes of Locked on Hurricanes and Locked on Flames.